The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. If you're watching Ear to the Ground on Thursday, you will have seen the story of Tullamore man Ian Sullivan talking about his battle with cocaine addiction. That addiction for Ian started off as a casual weekend habit and it ended up with him spending €200 Euro a day at the peak of the addiction. Ian's battle is just one of many seen in rural Ireland as drugs become more commonplace in our most rural villages. I'm joined now by Ian to get a better understanding of his journey from addiction to recovery. Ian, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm very good. Give us a sense of your own experience uh, with cocaine because I think there is a sense that it is an urban, that it's a big city nightclub kind of thing. That wasn't the reality for you. No, obviously not. No, it wasn't reality for me at all. But um, you know, it's uh, it's obviously freely available, widespread. But like, I'm in a in just outside Tullamore, you know, and it's um, <laughs> it started off for me like a, just a gradual thing, but eventually spiraled out of control. You know, was it a, was it a weekend thing? Was it socialising? Was it partying? Was it during yeah, the day? At the start, you know, for me, it would have been just socially at the weekend, you know, and I would have always worked like was always able to hold down the job and that kind of stuff. But, you know, gradually over a period of time, it got worse and worse and worse till it went into, I suppose, mayhem, you could say, for five or six years, you know. When you say mayhem, what do you mean? What was that like? Uh, like just, you know, work was out the window and just, you know, mental state was not good. Um, you know, basically isolating on my own seven days a week. Um, you know, always looking for money for, for more drugs, you know, and, and eventually just got into me seven days a week and, and, and it just took over. What When you say looking for money for more, what kind of money were you spending? Oh, look, as much as I could, like, a uh, general run of it would be maybe 200 euros a day, you know, like at, at the peak of it, you know. 200 euros a day is, I mean, unless you're earning an extraordinary amount of money, that must be yeah, pretty much every penny I, you I, had. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't earning that much money at all, you know, it was really kind of a, a Robin Peter, Peter to pay Paul kind of a job with me and it, um, yeah, it, it basically took everything I had from me, you know. At what point did you begin to think this is out of hand? It took a long time, you know, I'm, I'm over two years in recovery now and um, I suppose prior to the two year before I went into treatment for a second time, you know, I was I was always kind of linked in with local services in Tullamore, you know, the Merchants Key and and the homeless addiction services and CADs, all them. And like I was obviously in addiction when I was still linked in with them, but I tried several times to, to go back into treatment before I actually did. And I suppose looking back at it now, I wasn't ready to go back in. There was still more fight in the body, you know, to take drugs. And um, but yeah, like it it it, it was a uh, it was very tough, like for them few years until I did get back in. You know. And is there a separation between? what you know intellectually and what you're able to do physically? As in, did you want to be off it long before you were able to be off it? Look, I always wanted to stop, but I just I just wasn't able to stop, you know. And, and it, it, um, When it gets a hold of you, it, it's very, very dangerous, you know. And my mental state was not good, as I said. And I isolated a lot and I, I, I wanted to stop, but I, I just couldn't stop, you know. I couldn't stop the, 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 the taking over my, over my life. And did you find that you were unusual or did you see cocaine use being common in and around the town? No, look, um, look, it's, uh, there's lots of people like me today that I know that are, are, are in the same place where I was, you know, and it's sad, like, and a lot of people unfortunately don't get it or not able to stop and, and it, brings, it brings a lot of hurt on families and people around you, you know. So what brought you then to the point where you were, what was the, the turning point for you? 
I just I just had enough of it. I just had enough waking up every morning with the same routine, you know. And and I just, as I said, I, I was in treatment in 2018, and it didn't work out for me. And there was more fight left in the body to take drugs. But when I got back in the next time, you know, just I, I had enough. I, I just wanted to stop, and, and I was prepared to do to do whatever I had to do to stop. When you describe that, you say waking up with the same routine. Is it literally so bad that the first thing you think of when you wake up is the cocaine? Oh, for me, absolutely. Well, for me, I can only speak for myself, you know, but for, for me, when I, when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I, I have to think of, where was I going to get drugs, you know? And that would then define the day until you did? That would define the day. That was basically my routine, you know, and, and, and as I said, it got to the stage where I just couldn't go on with it anymore and something had to give, you know, I, I was, I was, I was destroying everybody around me and, you know, I was, I wasn't a nice person, you know. What was the process then of coming off it? Well, look, I, 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 I got back into Asheree Treatment Centre in Care, County Tipperary, and I was so happy to get back in there and it's a 28 day programme and I did my 28 days. I didn't want to leave after 28 days because when I came out, it was coming up to Christmas, which is a dangerous time. And, you know, I did everything that was asked of me. I, I do an aftercare program. I do a few meetings every week, that kind of stuff. And that keeps me that keeps me sober. When you came out of recovery, I, ex- I assume to some extent what you come out to is the sort of the, the daylight realisation of the wreckage that you're now standing in, if, if, going by what you describe. What was that? For the first time that you were clean and sober, what had you left in life at that point? I was literally at rock bottom when I came back out. You know, I was coming back out to nothing. Um, I had a lot of a lot of amends to make with family and friends and people that I had wronged. And you know, it was a tough process. I did. I, I I might have been a great father to my kids when I was in addiction, but um. I can mend all them things and, and over a period of time they've all mended, you know, and, and life is very good today. That must be extraordinarily difficult though because, I mean, I assume that oh, when you are using, you don't have to face that. Going around to make amends to everybody that you've wronged can't be easy. No, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, but the way I look at it is just, it's the right thing to do and I try and live life right today if I can, you know. I lived it wrong for long enough and People are very understanding, you know, People, a lot of people could have told me to go away, and but, but nobody did, you know, everybody gave me a chance and that's all I wanted and I never looked back since I got that chance. You said that when you came out it was at Christmas and that that's obviously yeah. a dangerous time. How long before you began to feel that the recovery was on solid footing? It takes time, you know, it doesn't happen overnight when, when you're in the treatment centre, you're, you're, you're away from everybody, you have no phone, you know, it, it's... It's basically a very safe bubble, but when you come back out, like the world doesn't stop, the drugs are still there. You know, you're, you're the same places, people where you were doing drugs, they're all still there. It's the, it's up to the choices you make yourself. Whether you want to go back down that road, or you want to sort your life out. And lucky for me, touch wood, I, I took the right choice and, and, I, and I got on top of things. You know, but um, all them things are still there. You know, it's just I choose not to be around them. What what changes did you have to make in your life? Look, I had to, you know, I suppose meetings was a big part of my life. I have to get a couple of meetings every week. Um, you know, I still speak to, I have a lot of good friends, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in addiction this minute, you know, and I just, I don't put myself in a situation where I'm around them, but I would always talk to them on a phone call and that, you know, and they're, they're, I don't go to pubs and that's just my choice, you know, I, I don't believe I have any business in a pub, but for me, a pub would be a big trigger, you know. And is that because you you had an alcohol addiction or because alcohol can be the door to a, a lack me, of judgment that leads to cocaine. For me, it was because one goes with the other. You know, if I got a couple of pints, I'd have to have coke, and, and that's so. <laughs> the couple of pints is not a, is not a runner for me now because it's, it's too big of a risk for me to take. You know? 
And I suppose for people listening, that that's one of the things that may come as a bit of a surprise, that the, the ease of availability. It is that available that you could simply be in a pub and think, I want cocaine and it's a phone call or a, a single individual yes, away. Ab- absolutely. You know, like in, it could be in a pub and you could have it at the door in, in five minutes. You know, that, that's, that, 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 that's, the, that's the easiest part. So for people who are listening, who either they themselves think they're starting to lose a grip on a, a, their, their own personal drug use, or if they have friends who they are concerned about, what's the advice that you give? You know, like, really, you know, what I find is, you know, a lot of people are afraid to look for help, or, you know, or maybe it's an embarrassment, they don't want to ask for help, you know, and it took a lot for me to ask for help, but Definitely, you know, if you're struggling, like, there is help out there, you know, and don't be afraid to ask because, believe me, your life does change when you can give it up, you know, and it's, for me, you know, don't get me wrong, you have everyday problems still, but I don't have to use them to sort them, you know, and and, um, life can be so good without drugs, you know. I think for anybody who's going through that that first phase of of addiction recovery, there must be a moment where they think, even if I can stay off it, is it worth it? Will there be fun and joy and pleasure left in life or will it all be monotone compared to what I used to get from the, the addiction? What's been your experience? Is life as enjoyable now? For me, life is far more enjoyable. You know, I, like I, I, I'm facing into Christmas. Uh, I can afford to get my kids a bit of stuff for Christmas and that was before I couldn't do any of that. You know, I, I have been on a holiday, you know, without alcohol or drugs. I got involved with some of the local GA clubs there with my own son is playing a bit of GA and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I would not do any of that if I was uh, if I was taking drugs today, you know. And um, my life has been a positive, a real positive, without any of that other stuff, you know. And remind me, how long sober now, Ian? Over two years now, thank God. Well, congratulations and long may it continue. Thank you very much for coming on to tell your story. That is Ian Sullivan. And again, if you want to see uh, more of Ian, uh, obviously he's on that episode of Ear to the Ground, which is up on the RTE player.